0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. So um, I want to just give a a very short report because I just got back from Albania and from Italy. Um, In Albania, we're doing um, a work among children that come from Muslim homes. So it's a very delicate and sensitive work. Um, but God is moving. Um, we are also working among women who have been who are, who are battered and just been surviving from abuse, abusive situations. so it's we get to go in a government facility and and also I'm distributing my book um, which has been translated into Albanian and so it's the people are just eating it up over there and um, It's just a beautiful situation. It's not an easy situation, but it's beautiful because the Holy Spirit is being poured out. And that's one of the things that we got to minister about was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And one of the leaders got filled, and I know that she is gonna make, she's very influential. She's gonna make a great difference. So um, in Italy um, was completely a different scenario. Abundant favor from the Lord, um, because my parents were missionaries over there. So when I go back, I'm continuing their work, and so we had great favor. Um, we were able to organize a conference and minister every night to hungry people, and so people got saved, people got filled with the Holy Spirit, people got healed. That's what Jesus does. So I just give Him glory, and um, and I love doing it. It's just there's nothing, there's no better life than. Serving God. So our scripture tonight is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. It says, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. That's us. We are very bold because we have the hope of glory in us. We are bold because we know the glory of God is real, and we will not be disappointed. We know the one that we have believed in, and the one that we have given our life to. We will not be disappointed, and therefore, we are bold. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Tonight's message is called Life Lessons from a Missionary. Okay? That's what I want to do. I just want I know that any one of you could has have amazing stories. I truly honor each one of you because I know that God has done amazing things in your lives. But tonight we're a family and I know that in families we all learn from each other, you know. We all just we we learn from other people's experience, our brothers, our sisters, our parents, and so tonight it just happens to be my turn. <laughs> but all of you have a powerful testimony. <laughs> so, um, so I want to share uh, things that I've learned by knowing the Lord, walking with Him, and serving Him for over 50 years. Um, when I, when I got to know the Lord, there was a trust relationship and a faith relationship that began and that is still continuing to this day. But this faith relationship, this trust, has brought me places that I never thought I would be in. So it, it, initially it brought me to Hong Kong and then it brought me into detention centers where Vietnamese refugees were. And it brought me into smuggling Bibles into China and into Vietnam. So when the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you, you do stuff that you never thought you would do. So it's all Him. <laughs> and finally, as my guinea, as my husband says, <laughs> as my guinea, <laughs> as as my husband says, I was. It led me to do something very brave, and that was to marry him. (laughs) That's what he always says, that I was very brave. (laughs) So So I will never forget... the day that I got saved, but there are other things too that really left a strong impression in my life. And one of them that I wanna share with you is the day that I was in a refugee camp and I was walking down this dusty road and I was there with my two girlfriends from church and we were young, I was about 23 years old and I had my little guitar that my mom gave me before leaving for the mission field. (laughs) and this man stop, comes up right up to us and stops us and, and says, will you please tell us about Jesus? And I was like caught off guard, surprised, but I'm like, yeah, for sure. So I just start telling him about Jesus. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, wait, what, what, what's wrong? I'm te- you asked us what you asked for, right? He said, No. There's many more people. There's many more people. I want you to come. I want you to follow me. Come to my tent. In my tent, there are about 200 people there waiting. They lived in tents that the government had put up for them. They had escaped from Vietnam. They risked their lives. Many of them did not make it. And here they are stuck in this detention center with barbed wire all around and guards eating like Poverty, total poverty slop. And, <laughs> but there they are. God had them prepared. And, from that moment, that was the beginning of something amazing that God did because they started learning about him. They started getting saved. They started hearing from him and having dreams from him that He they were get, getting called to serve him. Some of them the Lord spoke to and said, I want you to volunteer and go back to Vietnam. Can you even imagine that after what they risked? But the Lord told them in in a dream, go back to Vietnam and share, bring the gospel back. Others have come to America or to England or Australia, have gone all around the world and are ministers today. So that was a powerful move of God. And something like that will mark you. You know, you can't, after you experience that, you can't really go back to just living for yourself. It's just way too boring, way too, (laughs) just wrong. (laughs) Because you know of all the people out there and their needs. And you know what God can do. So what I want to say is that we must know God's glory, treasure his hope, be very bold in pursuing a lifestyle that follows after Jesus Christ you know, this, why is this on the inside of me? As as Pastor Rusty shared, I grew up in Italy with my parents being missionaries. But when I was there, there was a powerful movement. And that was the movement of the Jesus people. They had come, a, a big group of them had come to Italy to minister. Um, Day in and day out. They also lived in tents. They had rallies every night. They were serving God. And my parents were one of the, the, the host churches that welcomed them into the city of Rome. And so we started cooperating with them and working with them. And that's what I, the environment I grew up in, in the Jesus people movement. I was young, but they were my heroes, you know. And so that's what I knew. It's like you lay it all down for Jesus. There's nothing better than him. And um, I know a lot of you probably saw the movie, The Jesus Revolution. I loved it, man. I got so fired up. I just wanted to scream, yay, Jesus. <laughs> So, um so now years later right we've been in we've been in this for a while we've known a lot of us we have known the Lord for a long time right so now what now what so now here are some things I just want to share from my heart that are for you and I would say the first thing that it's time to reevaluate your life we've we've done things for God but Let's not grow stagnant, let's not get comfortable. Let's reevaluate, how are we spending our time? What are our priorities? What are the times we're living in? We must know the times and know that that the time is short because Jesus is coming. Ask yourself, how much time is actually going for serving him? Ask yourself, am I willing to be interrupted to help the one person that maybe needs me or maybe hasn't heard about the gospel? Am I willing to just go out of my way even though I'm in a hurry? You know, we need to be interrupted because that's what Jesus did. He was always interrupted, and that's when the glory of God came. And the second thing is, it is time to be brave again. Maybe we were brave when we were younger, you know, and we, now we're just kind of coasting on, on decisions we made in the past. But I'm telling you, it's time to be brave again. It's time to risk it all again. It's time to know that the Holy Spirit is in you and you can do all things through Christ. And he's, if he tells you something, it's okay because he's with you on it, okay? Okay. So, um, you know, years ago, the Lord spoke to me about going to Cambodia. Like, he put that country, the word, in my heart. And honestly, I did not even know where it was. So I remember when I was younger, looking on the world map, Cambodia, 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 where is Cambodia? (laughs) So I found it. I found it, and, and somehow the Holy Spirit deposited something on the inside of me. Can I have some water? Here, it's right here. Thank you. So I knew that that was something very special from him, and I just started praying, and I just kind of, I knew I had to treasure it in my heart because it was so far-fetched. So years went by, and I kept praying, and I remember, I, I moved to Hong Kong because when I was single, the Lord called me over there. And I, But I kept on thinking, Cambodia, Cambodia. And uh, 14 years went by of me praying and waiting for Cambodia to come to pass. But it did because the Lord is faithful. And when I went to Cambodia, the place that God gave to me to work in was across a river and in this river, this river is the Mekong River. It's known to have all these huge fish, and people have read about it. And they say that the fish—they'll—if they, you fall in there, they'll swallow you up. <laughs> it's the huge catfish, and um, and so and there's this little ferry you get on, right? And there's—they didn't have enough um, life jackets for everybody, so it was like a precarious, precarious. Um, situation and people would tell me, don't go. And so I did take a minute and I thought about it. Should I not go? Like, is this crazy? And I realized, I remembered the people that are across the river, they're desperate. They're in desperate darkness. They needed God so much, like the whole atmosphere was so heavy. Every single person had a headache from from the oppression. And I said, no, that's the very reason that I'm here. I, I can't say no. So that's that was my moment of breakthrough, that I said, no, I'm going to keep on going. And the Lord protected me every single time. And now the work has grown so much in Cambodia that I can hardly keep up with it. We have three children's homes now. All glory to God. So it's, it, it's worth being brave. <laughs> So my next point is treasure the Lord's instruction. He's going to speak to you. When you get quiet before him, when you are in tune with the Holy Spirit, he's going to tell you things either through the scriptures or just in your spirit or through someone, someone else, but write them down and treasure them because they are your life. If you don't hear from him, you're gonna be just walking around in nothingness, wondering what you're doing. So treasure his words. He loves you. He has so many amazing plans for each and every one of you. And I believe that tonight is not by accident I'm here. I believe that there's many people here that are in a cross place of a, uh, in a crossroad, so where the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. So just listen and write things down Treasure his words because they're precious, and pray over them. Hold on to them no matter how much time goes by, okay? Because he's with you and he's faithful. My next point is take action. That means obey, okay? We need to be like little children in our obedience. We need to just say that in our heart, We know that he's in charge. He's got it. If he told me to do it, I'm just going to do it. And I I just want to tell a little story about Bella when she was little, if that's okay. (laughs) So we were... um, we were in a park. We lived in Hong Kong, and we I, I loved taking the girls to the park. And they knew that that's why we were in Hong Kong. We were there to talk about Jesus. <laughs> and so she walked up to this young girl that was, you know, older. She's just a little girl. And she she walks up to her, and she says, <inaudible> She speaks Chinese to them and said, Do you believe in Jesus? And so she... Uh, from there, she was just like so surprised, and so I realized I needed to step in. So I came right up to her, and we led her to the Lord. She, she received the Lord, and she became a, a strong Christian, is in church. And see, God uses simple obedience. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the heart we need to have. It's just obey, because there's a blessing on it. So my final point is testify, okay? So once, once you are walking in this flow of this lifestyle of living for Jesus and you start to see what God does, open your mouth, don't keep it shut. Tell people what God has done. Walk in humility and know that it's all Him, but share it because you're gonna inspire others. It's gonna be like wildfire, it's gonna spread, okay? So
1: all glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh you can just sense his comfort, just moving among us. And you know, it's kind of like peace. It's not near as recognizable unless you need it. Pe- real peace usually manifests in real storms. <laughs> Let me say that again. I'm not saying that to alarm you, that God would give you a storm to give you peace. Amen. No. But sometimes real peace takes place right there. Right there in the valley. Right there where the rubber meets the road. Right there where you're trying to fight the confusion. Trying to fight the thoughts. Trying to to fight off that, that continual bombardment of the adversary. But the good news is you're already a winner. You've already got your. Listen, you you you've already got the Holy Ghost in you, the Spirit of God working. In, you've got the right words. Glory to God! I said you've got the right words. You just need to start releasing them, start speaking them. Hallelujah! Some of you just need to start declaring. I'm gonna live and not die, and declare the word of the Lord because the devil been lying to you, telling you you're gonna die. It's a that's a lie of the devil. You're not gonna die. You're gonna live and not die. Amen. Hallelujah. Someone here in particular, you've suffered such depression. It's been so hard upon you. You found some, some, how can I say this? Some light at the end of the tunnel, some hope that's working in you right now. But even this past week, some things that have risen up, it just kind of, it's just like it's it's like a a drug hitching just brings you back down. Well, God says, lift yourself up. Lift yourself up. Lift yourself up. Rejoice yourself. David said, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. Sometimes the best encouragement is your own encouragement. You just tell yourself, you're going to make it. Straighten up, buddy. Get right with God. Do what you need to do. Get the temple cleansed. Get the temple cleansed. So when the halt, the weather, and the lame come, you'll have something for them you'll have something to give them. Amen. Wasn't that good? Give, give her a hand clap. Wasn't that good? Man, Lisa, we're going to have to get you to come by. No wonder, no, no wonder, Ginny's so straightened out. Thank you, Roland. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, you stay away from her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was so awesome. You know one thing that comes to mind? The faithfulness of Almighty God. And as God has been faithful in her life, God will be faithful in yours. Amen. Let's receive communion. Glory to God. Then after that, we want to receive an offering for their ministry. Thank you, Jesus. Let me have my bottle of water. There must be a dry wind up here. Praise God. Amen. Everybody have a, do you have your communion, what can we call it, kit? It's kind of what it is. If you don't have one, lift your hand and the ushers will make sure that you have one. Anyone else? Everybody good? We invite everybody that names the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior to receive communion with us. We have no denominational barriers, doctrinal differences, or anything else like that that would divide us from anybody that names the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, I've noticed this, I don't know, you know, one of those things. I've really never had any problem with what anybody else believes. They have problems with what I believe. You ever notice that? I mean, if you want to believe that, just go right ahead. Just go right ahead on but then they get mad at me for what I believe. Well, you know, praise God, I'm glad I believe what I believe. (laughs) 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Glory to God. Don't you love Jesus? A precious, a sweet spirit. Sweet spirit in this place. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, The Apostle Paul writes to us and says there in, said verse 23? Yeah, 23. Now notice this. Now here's something that we don't need to do. We do have a, re- a routine of receiving communion here at Island Church on um, the third Sunday of each month, our Mission Sunday. We like to couple that with communion. We've had others like uh, Miss Lisa that have come and spoken to us. I, I just love these services I pray that more would awaken to the necessity to come and receive communion. And what it does for your heart and what it does for your soul and what it does for us as a church. It's a celebration of both the broken body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's also our greatest opportunity at any given time to get right with God. To just get, and you know, let's kind of clarify that. It's not that anybody would be involved in some heinous sin, but you know, it's as you go back through your life and as the things that you're currently living in, you just want to make sure everything that you're partaking of is of the right well. That affects everything about your life. The way you hear things, the way you perceive things. I mean, it's incredible. So just make sure that there's a pureness, a sincerity, and that the Word of God is your standard for what you're hearing. Because under that standard, we have to love everybody, forgive everybody. Amen. But not only that, we have to allow Him to continually draw our hearts by revealing unto us in us. (laughs) That's why I really don't take or receive much ministry of people saying, now I was praying the other night and the Lord has revealed this to me about you. I always kind of think, really. I mean, I've I've been corrected by the Lord pretty good over the years. Amen. And I do not like it. It is not a pleasant thing to incur the wrath of the heavenly Father. But it's only for a season. Hallelujah. And he does it for your good and your benefit. How do we get off on that? Good anyhow. Amen. The Apostle Paul received of the Lord. I find this so amazing that God did not choose one of the apostles of the Lamb. You say, Who is that? Those 12 men, those 11, discounting Judas, and then the one that was counted among the 12 because they said of him, He also was part of the ministry. I've heard people say, Well, that doesn't, God didn't choose him, man didn't. Be nice. Amen. No, there's 12 apostles of the Lamb. But then God chose someone who was not an apostle of the Lamb, who was a New Testament apostle, to write this to us to show us that there was another thing happening in the unseen realm. Amen? And he tied it to the redemptive work that God's done for us in Christ. So he begins with, he says, For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Everybody say, took bread. Now, even though he was betrayed, he was still involved in kingdom business, kingdom activity. It said when he had given thanks, he break it. Now, now, I don't know how profound that may be in your life, but in my life, it's gotten to the point. And the Lord has been doing a lot of breaking in me lately. You say, what do you mean? Well, I thought after I came back to the Lord, you know, cried for the first two years or so, <laughs> you know, that I was broken. But here's the thing. God blesses your life to break you. That's the type and shadow of what Paul is showing us here. The showbread, which represented of the will of man. He's, Jesus picked it up and he what? He said, this is my body which is broken for you. So the redemptive type is this. My body is being broken so the power of the devil can be broken over your life. Satan can no longer rule and reign over you. He can't rule and reign over your mind. He can't rule and reign over your emotions. And he can't reign and rule over your perception. Unless you let him. So in the, in the communion ordinance of God, we receive the bread as a token of God blessing us to the point that He just breaks us. Lord, you've been so good. Lord, you've been... Well, you say, well, God hasn't been that good to me. Yeah, if you're born again, He's been that good to you. If you've heard the gospel and responded to the gospel and responded to those who are chosen in this generation at this time, you have a lot to be thankful for because God Almighty has thrown you a lifeline from heaven to pull you into the church in the last days so that you won't miss it. Oh, we ought to be thankful that He allowed His body to be broken. We ought to be thankful that His body was broken for us so that we could honestly say, for this reason was the Son of God manifest. Oh, that He might destroy, that He might loosen and dissolve. Glory to God. Now carefully, if you will, remove the host part and I'm going to ask Brother Guinea to come and pray over the host. And as he prays, when he's when he when he says amen to his prayer, we receive of the host. Brother Jimmy Anderson, amen.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. Father, Father God, we just come before you and we lift up our elements here, Lord God. We thank you for the bread. We thank you, Father, for the for the for the Jews. We thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus that was shed for us, the body that was break broken for for our iniquities, our sins and our sicknesses and our health. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for what you have done for each one of us on the cross. And not only what you did on the cross, but Jesus, you rose again to give us eternal life, victorious life, resurrected life. And we give you thanks, God, that we can live in victory. We can live with divine health and strength. So God, tonight, as we break the bread and drink this juice, we remember Jesus and what he has asked us to do. We thank you for your healing. Thank you for the new life that you've given to us. We give you all praise. In the name of Jesus, everybody says, Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. You can partake of the bread. Now, in just a moment, we'll receive of the cup. He says again, after the same manner or in the same way. Now, we've discussed that, how he reached and took that cup of the Messiah. Most Jewish families had a, had a you know, usually a, a, a piece of fine, uh, uh, what would you call it? like a goblet or a glass, that would always be upon the table, upon the Passover table. That one would come and partake. And Jesus picked it up. Listen to what he said. He said after the same manner he took the cup. He said, this cup is the New Testament, the new covenant. Mm, my goodness. The New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Now, he ties that to this. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That sounds ominous, doesn't it? but let a man or woman examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself not discerning or not understanding or not seeing or comprehending the Lord's body which is what? the church which is purchased with what? his blood glory to God my my For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you. Many sleep or die prematurely. But what have we been praying? We've been rebuking that. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen. So we yield ourselves to the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ in the communion ordinance, saying unto the Lord, we're not looking at the neighbor, we're not looking at the pastor, no. We're not looking at the praise and worship, no. We're looking at ourselves. We're asking the Holy Spirit of God to turn His light on deep within our hearts. God's been dealing with me about things I hadn't done. That's why He's got me writing these books. He says, you, you had not been obeying me. You better get busy. I mean, He got after me. And He put Miss Linda in this church to stay after me. And that's not funny. That's that's the truth. I thank God for it. Other things God has really dealt with me about he says now it's time to do it. You have sit around thought about it, planned, did this, done that. How can we do it? No. He said now it's time to go. Time to. You say why would God begin to do that? Because we are in those days, in which we, in which we must be so careful, every step we're making, everything we're hearing or not hearing. You know, people say, well, all that's going on all these narratives out there, the the democratic story, the republican story, this and that. Here's the thing. We've got one message. One message. Amen. And that is what Jesus Christ crucified and risen from the dead. And that is not just a message that we have kind of agreed, you know, to uh, to propagate or no, that is our life that we live and out of that life comes that message in demonstration. And then God affords us a platform to speak it, to give it words. And then we got wonderful people coming up in ministry and people that have been seasoned in ministry here doing that in this church, out of this church. Why? Because people are valuable to God. And Jesus shed His blood that they might be saved. And that's important to our Heavenly Father. It's not a game. It's not a game. Let me read it one more time and we'll receive I'm gonna ask Miss Lisa to come if you will and pray over the cup. I'll read the scripture real quick. Let me read it and then and then I'll let you. I'll let you pray over it. After the same manner or the same way he took also the cup. when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. As you as, as Miss Lisa speaks here for just a moment, you think about it in your heart, what can I do? Where is it, Lord? Where is it, Lord? If there's something that's there, then you ask Him to help you get it out. And then you ask Him, what I don't see, let me see. What I haven't heard, let me hear. Talk to me, Lord, about me. Work on me, Lord. And I guarantee you, God will bless you and help you. Miss Lisa. Lord
0: Jesus, we want to say thank you because we know that you shed your blood so willingly, Lord. It cost you your life. Thank you for your suffering. Thank you for what the effects of your blood that we are enjoying, Lord God. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for the forgiveness. Thank you for your power. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. You can receive the cup. Praise God. Now lift your hands and worship God. Reaffirm in your heart your salvation. Reaffirm in your heart your healing. Reaffirm in your heart the things that belong to you because you're a believer. Reaffirm in your heart your own dreams, your own desires. That for your children, maybe your grandchildren, reaffirm in your heart. Ask God for a great big want to. Tell Him, tell Him, Lord, don't let me fall asleep into apathy and, and complacency, the most important days in which the earth is experiencing right now. Don't let me be deterred or distracted. Let there be one voice in my heart. Let it be the Spirit of God. Father, all we can do is continually put pressure upon ourselves and cleanse the temple. So we ask again, as David did, search our hearts. See if there be any wicked way in us. Let the words of our mouth and the testimony of our heart Be acceptable in thy sight, our strength and our redeemer. Lord, if we've done something, if there's been a commission of a sin, and Lord, we know in our own hearts anything that is not a faith is us missing the mark. So if we should have done it, we didn't do it. If we didn't, and we should have not. Lord, all we can do is confess it to you. That's what you told us in 1 John. And you would be faithful and just to cleanse us of all sin and unrighteousness. Our faith is in the blood of Jesus. Thank you for cleansing us. Thank you for making us whole. Thank you for it, Father. Let love flow from heaven to earth. Let love flow on the earth among the children of God. The men and women of God. Among the ministries among the missionaries, the pastors, the evangelists. Let the stirring continue. Let the stirring continue, Lord. Let the stirring continue, Lord. Let the stirring continue, Lord. Jesus, we worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everybody love the Lord. What a wonderful spirit of liberty in here. Let's let's never take that for granted that God lets us leave with peace and he also telegraphs down our week protection safety and victory amen father thank you for this evening how blessed we are such a blessed word such a blessed word we're inspired father to be courageous to be brave to be bold in the lord The power of his might Thank you, Father. As we leave tonight, we continue to declare your blessing, your protection, your keeping power upon us. You're such a good God. All the, on our travels and these, these highways, the airways that we fly in, the railways, if we have to go by rail, any other way of travel or transportation. Lord, the, the righteous labor of our hands, our contractors, our builders, our welders. Lord, our, our school teachers, those that work in retail, real estate, our ministers, those that live by faith, those that are going to the nations. Blessings, Father. Blessings of God. Lord, we thank you for a stirring in our hearts, a stirring of evangelism. Let us see the harvest through the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let us maximize every opportunity to tell people about Jesus, of what he's done for us, but more importantly, what he's done for them. Thank you for that door of utterance, Lord. Jesus name. Father we bless the food. Thank you that you blessed our bread or water. You've taken all sickness from the midst of us. That our food is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Hallelujah. If we drink any deadly thing it shall not harm us. Thank you Lord God this evening as we depart that our fellowship will be sweet. You said in that fellowship the blood of Jesus is activated which cleanses us from all sin and unrighteousness. Thank you Father. Here at Island Church we receive that ambassadorship you impart unto us. Declaring here at Island Church, covered by the blood, powered by the Word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To
0: find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.
1: Hallelujah, Jesus.